everyone, welcome to the Technically Inept Show. That's right, that's what we like to deliver to you, is a little bit of surprise. Yeah. <laughs> By that we mean everything going wrong. We're going to be making some uh, sketches up for you, as per usual, but as per not usual, we have a special guest today. We certainly do. Yeah. Yes, I'm welcome. special. Yay! Hey. Yeah! Well, yes, we're joined by Mora. Welcome, Mora. Hello. Yes. How's life treating you? It's good. It's good out here down south of the border. It's good yeah. in good old Brooklyn, New York. It's, oh. uh, yeah, it's uh, one of them hot Brooklyn summers, you know, when you just sit in your stoop and, uh, yeah. Yeah, just like in the movies. Better know. Yeah. Just, just like, like in the American movies we get up here in Canada, we watch and go, wow, that would, that's got to be great, sitting on, sitting on a hot Brooklyn stoop. Oh, man, that's the life. Then we put on our three parkas and go outside. <laughs> get some maple syrup, get some hot maple syrup. <laughs> to, the maple, to the maple syrup stand. <laughs> that's just right outside. Yeah, we watch those New York, you watch those movies from New York, like, oh, a hot dog. Oh, that would be great. Oh, hot dog stand? No, just maple syrup stand for us here. <laughs> what do you want in your maple syrup? Ketchup, cream cheese? Yeah, 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 same <laughs> toppings. Same, same exact toppings. toppings, yeah. Served on a bun. I'm a sauerkraut and mustard man myself. Sour <laughs> oh. up, get your red hot syrup. Summertime <laughs> <laughs> syrup. It's really awkward at the baseball game, just throwing... Throwing bags of syrup at people. Yeah. Hey, syrup man, over here! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just covers you like lava. Yeah. Especially the dangers uh, of if the guy down the bench has ordered the syrup and you gotta pass it down, you know? Pass it, yeah, yeah. It, it, took them, it took them a while to figure out we should put it in a cup or something. It was just a scoopful. It'll get less and less with each pass. Yeah. Uh, well, we are having all sorts of fun talking about syrup, but we did get some words from our lovely audience. Did, didn't we? we got tsunami, plight, and cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Those are some great words. All right. Those are some great all words. All right. Where did those come from, Jordan? Well, those come to us from Pam and Michael and Normcoin, which we're flushing, by the way. So get yourself some Normcoin and help that little bounty grow. <laughs> a fictional coin, as far as I know, but uh, hey, never. Well, know. I mean, all coiners, all coinage is fictional, really. I mean, Fill it into just, existence. Somebody pieces passes you a piece of metal and says, "This is worth something." Like you know, it's, uh, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's all an imaginary thing. It isn't actually worth stuff. That's right. It's a totally imaginary <laughs> thing that we have put all of our marbles on. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. It's a blockchain. Exactly. It's a chain of blocks. The chain of blocks. <laughs> it's like Lego. It's just Lego. A blockchain. Oh, shit. <laughs> Legos are going to protect us. Yeah. Legos will protect your money, man. You gotta. <laughs> I keep all my stuff in a Lego safe. <laughs> oh. yeah. If we bought Legos in 2003, we'd be rich. <laughs> That's right. True. We would be. Some of those sets are really expensive. Yeah. That's where I'm putting my money in Lego. The blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> That's the blockchain. 
All right. right. Okay. So let's uh, let's get started. Let's. Uh, hey, Jordan. Yeah. Do you remember when you tried to stop that tsunami with uh, a roll of paper towels? Oh yes, I do. It said super absorbent. So figure out. Let's put that to the test. And I was surprised when it worked. <laughs> Completely. Sucked up that tsunami one drop, and then towns start begging me, oh, save us, save us. And I think, God, I don't want to do all that traveling. <laughs> no, how am I going to get there? One, they don't pay for my gas. They're just saying, come save our town. No, but there's no money in it. Not for me. Just glory. Why I do it. <laughs> hey, Dan. Yes, Jordan. Do you remember when you were... Buried alive under a tsunami of Lego pieces? Boy, do I. You think stepping on Lego is bad? Imagine being completely surrounded by Lego. Every orifice of your body, every inch of your body being poked. Just poked, really, by the Lego <laughs> blocks. Not a good feeling. We cut to a... We cut to a Swedish... Swedish interrogation room. So, uh, you still won't talk, eh? Still, uh, gonna keep quiet, huh? Yeah. Well, what if, uh, what, uh, Julia, Julia, bring in the Lego. Oh, here are your Legos. Thank your Lego. you. So you think, uh, you're a tough guy, not talking, huh? Well, Julia here is, uh, a Lego expert. She can do things, painful things. With Lego that you can't even imagine. Clicky clacky. Oh, that's. I can imagine some pretty like messed up stuff to be done with Lego. So I. She can do things I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what they must be. Well, it's beyond your imagining. She she can build a torture device. She can build anything with that stuff. So if I were you, I'd uh, I'd talk there, buddy. I. I don't know who Jay walked. Okay. I hold don't on. know. Hold. Damn it, I'm just getting word your lawyer's here. All right, hold on. I gotta let your lawyer in. God okay. damn, mouthpiece. Uh, hey, hey, Dan, I would uh, walk up to shake your hand, but they've got Legos scattered all over the floor, and they took my shoes and socks when I came in here. That's diabolical. I got some papers for you to sign. I'm, I'll fold them into paper airplanes. Six out of ten might make it there. I'm pretty good. Hey. Hey, you missed with the very first one. That was a miss. That was a hard miss. Yeah, a hard miss. Uh. Look, I, I thought you were here to help me out here. She's going to torture me. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, look at her pounding her fist together. She's got Legos <laughs> inside the hand. We call this Mr. Pinchy. They threatened my family, Dan. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to be my lawyer. I am. That Mr. Pinchy thing doesn't look good. That does not look good. Just a hundred more pieces. Oh god. She's Swedish, no, uh, too. The most vicious of all Europeans. She's just flying through those pieces, though. A hundred isn't very many left. Okay, fine. Wait, I jaywalked. Wait, wait. I jaywalked, okay? It was me. I crossed the street when I shouldn't have. I I I saw that the light was changing like a couple feet in front of me, and I 
I just decided I'd go for it across the street because I didn't want to have to wait for another light, okay? What, what, I, I admit it. I admit it. What are you doing? Your confession is ruining my defense of you. What's your defense of me going to be? Well, it was going to be insanity on account of the torture with the Lego pieces. We got it all down. It's too late, buddy. We got it all down. We got it all recorded on this handy recording device that I have here. Oh, wait. Oh, no. This is this is a Lego. This is a made of Lego. God, oh. they look so realistic. It's hard to tell them apart from the real ones. Did anyone write that down? No? Damn it. Good. 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 All right. Well, we're going to have to let them go. Pinchin. Julia? Uh, maybe yeah. make a, I don't know, make a, some sort of vehicle to drive them out of here. What do you want? Where, do you want like a cab or what do you want? A no, I demand a helicopter, <laughs> fully fueled helicopter. Helicopter? Oh God, I'm going to have to find the, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to I'll pull for extra down. pieces. Please, all right. Special pieces for that. Hold on. <laughs> Red. It's a rip cord. <laughs> <laughs> It'll only go so far. <laughs> the criminal justice oh. system in Sweden is made of three distinct branches. The police who arrest the prosecuting attorneys and then the people who build the Lego of all the... <laughs> does Oops. all of the rest. Dung dung. Bum bum. All right. Let's have that scene there. Let's I think that's that. That's it. That's it for that one. Okay. Uh, hey, Mora. Do you remember... Yeah. Do you remember when you told me that you were allergic to cauliflower? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm allergic to cauliflower. Um, I was on vacation in Sweden, and I had uh, some cauliflower rice with some cauliflower beans and some cauliflower beer. And, you know, my whole cauliflower meal, I uh, just broke out into hives. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. And everybody thought I was just speaking Swedish, but I was... <laughs> Really, I had to go to the hospital, and I, I I had to pay all of the Swedish expenses. So it was like I know. a four day hospital stay for two dollars fifty cents. I'm really sorry. I didn't believe you. I thought you were faking it the entire time, literally the entire time. Even when the doctor came out and confirmed the diagnosis that it was a cauliflower allergy, I was like, she had to have paid him off. There is no way. This is this Hollywood makeup going on here. I don't know what's happening here. Huge, right? Yeah. It was just puffy. Yeah, looked I, like the Mission Man. <laughs> we we cut to uh, we cut to uh, the Human Resources Department of the United Nations. Uh Laura, could you could you please come in here? Um, now we've been reviewing your work here, uh, Mora, uh, and it's come to our attention that uh, instead of translating Swedish as we assumed you were doing the whole time, you've just been having a series of allergic reactions. Talking gibberish, and, and apparently it's not Swedish at all. Is this accurate? I, uh, more, more, okay, all right, the Surat is over. I mean, you've been faking it, clearly having allergic reactions. I just, I, I don't, you know, I, we don't like being lied to here at the United Nations. Turning purple is not going to help your situation, ma'am. Uh, look, I mean, we're going to have to bring in. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to bring in my supervisor, uh, uh, Jason. Jason, you come in here, please. Yes, hello. This is the woman I was I was telling you about. Apparently, she hasn't been speaking Swedish. It's yes, just the one who caused the of... international incident at the embassy. Yes, yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. 
He also confiscated this. Apparently, it's uh, it's it's some sort of uh, some sort of needle. Uh, oh, I, uh, I see. Maybe uh, intending to I, drug I, one of our ambassadors or something. I, maybe, maybe you know, maybe she she tried to grab it and stick it into her own thigh. I don't know if it was a suicide. Some sort of suicide drug. Epipen. No, again, again. There's no point in just talking fake Swedish. All right, okay. we're on to you. All right. <laughs> It's my EpiPen. Oh, now, now she's talking. Now she's talking normal. This is the kind of behavior I was telling you about earlier. This yes, is, this, I see this. now. I see now. She does this big, over-the-top Swedish impression with all sorts of puffy, puffy purpleness, like they hate, and does all this funny fake Swedish talking, and then suddenly she's back to normal immediately. I see exactly what you're saying here. Now, uh, we don't want you to think we're all bad guys with this firing, so here we'd like to offer you some, uh, here's some, uh, some, some, some chicken wing just to have to eat while, while we're having this exit interview. Now, um, as we're uh, firing you here, oh, oh by, I'm sorry, by the way, uh, they're, they're, in case you're a vegan or something, they're not actual chicken wings, it's cauliflower uh, chicken wings. That's right. Um, as uh, we're firing you here, uh, I think. Uh, Look at this! Important. Can you believe oh, this? She's doing, she's it, doing it right in she's front of us. This is the brazen sort of thing that I was being told about, and I see it in action now. EpiPen must be some sort of like Swedish racial slur or something. She keeps shouting uh, it at them. It's probably the only word. It's probably the only word she knows. You know, when I learn a language, the only word I learn is the swears. So, oh. you know, sad oh, affairs. Where you can't even trust a translator. I, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. And I can't be in the same room here. I actually have a cauliflower allergy, so I should I shouldn't be close to those cauliflower. Oh jeez, get out of here then. You yeah, don't want to go. They're dangerous. I got, they're they're dangerous. cauliflower everywhere. Yeah. I'm oh. gonna get out of here. Yeah. Me. Stay. <laughs> and she passes out. Let's end that one there. <laughs> hey Mara. Yes. Do you remember when you were gonna do some traveling? And you looked at flights, and they were really expensive, so you decided to book a flight because it was cheaper? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go to uh, to Thailand, and I decided to book a flight to Thailand. I was like, flights to Thailand. Okay, well, they've got, well, Tsunami Airlines is good, Hurricane Airlines, Tornado Airlines, Volcano Airlines. So I booked a violent coup flight. And, uh, yeah, we know how that turned out. We cut to, we cut to the supreme leader of, of some nation. Doesn't that, whatever nation, who cares? <laughs> so, uh, guys, thanks for everybody. All three of you. I appreciate y'all being here. My top generals in this coup that we just enacted. Thank you so much for helping me along the way here. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to say that, uh, now that I'm the kind of the supreme leader of the country and everything, I only ever did this in the first place to kind of come here and have a vacation. I'm actually from uh, Arkansas, back in the United States. And I just wanted to kind of come and vacation in this beautiful the country. And I thought this would kind of be the easiest way to do it. So, just, just The easiest way to, to do it would be to, to pose as a guerrilla leader. Yeah, kind of overthrow uh, the whole so political system. The current government yeah. and, and, and overthrow it. Yeah, yeah, kind of the whole thing. 
using you, the locals, as my pawns. You know, you have your grievances with the government and all that, right? I don't fully understand the politics of it all. Okay, okay. Um, sire, sire, the people will not be pleased to hear this. You must keep oh. up the charade forever. You I'm must not pleased to hear this. I'm going to have to keep the charade up? I just wanted to kind of go and relax on the beach a little bit. You know, we have a, you know, one of those drinks where it's like a coconut is the glass. You know what I'm talking about? Well, the main the main thing was, you know, all, all the American tourists coming here and then flaunting their money around while we were starving to death. I mean, if you start doing that, the people are going to go nuts. You'll, you'll be assassinated within a week. You've got to stick with the king. you got to be a tyrannical ruler. Uh, You're going to have to it. wear a beret. A uh, beret, too? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they all do. There's other beaches you could relax and have drinks on, though. We could stage more violent coups elsewhere. Well, it kind of seems like you're kicking the can down the road, you know? It's going to be the same thing all over again. Suddenly, I'm ruling this nation and a <sighs> neighboring nation and another nation. You know, that just seems like an awful lot. Dyer, have you considered cannibalism? I think I you really sell your insanity if you go full cannibal. You know? There you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Just convince the people you're nuts. Then, okay. then you, you know... Maybe they'll leave you alone. That's kind of like yeah. meeting me in the halfway of the vacation thing, too. You know, try new foods and stuff like that. That's what you do on vacation. So. Right, right. Right, cool. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I do like that a lot. You know what? You are, you're my number two. You know, you're my number two for that suggestion. That's so just, just checking. Just just checking then. So we're not, uh, not going to get food and stuff for the, for the people. And you know, uh, you're not sharing the wealth of the, not, none of those things that you you you, you know riled us up about are, are actually happening. I, I can share with you I, guys. Like you guys are probably in the clear for a while. For a while. Well, no. I guess the vacation's going to come to an end. Eh? At some point, you got to go back home, right? I mean, yeah. Who needs my family? Let's just ride this out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah. it's you know right. Exactly. Fun revolution while it lasted. It'll still be fun. It'll still be fun, you, right? I mean, have you seen Kim Jong Un? Oh man, he he he's always on vacation. Oh right, man, he just gets fatter and fatter too. Like he must be eating good, real good. Oh yeah, yeah. You could be on vacation with your children, children's children's children, man. Hey, a long-term vacation. I like that. Yeah. Why go day. back to the rat race of Arkansas when I can be here ruling over the people? There, there you go. go. Now you're okay, thinking. Okay, now you know what? I'm, I'm starting to get into it now. I'm starting to understand what you guys were talking about here. We cut to a, we cut to a travel agency. <laughs> okay, so um, I'd like to offer uh, you uh, one of our vacation packages. Um, now, you're a lovely family. Um, you know, you want some fun, some excitement. This is not the standard vacation package, though. This, this, is, uh, this is our uh, uh, communist uprising package. Uh, we send you to a, a small Central American nation. I mean, honestly, it doesn't even matter which one. No. Uh, it's all pretty much equal in terms of that regard. And uh, you get to spend uh, a couple months with uh, the local, uh, you know, guerrilla army uh trying to overthrow the government it's kind of like a you know a boot camp you know like a, a fun army boot camp you know you'll be doing activities like getting up at the crack of dawn drilling um hiding in the woods uh trying to uh hijack convoys of supplies uh yeah i, I think it's really fun for the whole family i think the, the kid especially is is going to enjoy it 
I love this. Oh my God, I love this. I love communism. And I did, you know, for two weeks, I built a school in Africa. Like, this is like the same thing, you know? Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. You, like you got. You have sex with the locals, and then you go. It's yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys pay a little extra. Uh, we can even uh, we can even get you in uh, one of the countries where the coup's almost done, so you get to kind of see the end, how it ends, Ooh. how you know it all eventually falls apart. Yeah, it's this a whole process. Instagram, so good. Okay, let's do it. Let's book right, in. Look. All right, I'll sign you guys up. There you go. Just need you to sign these waivers here. Uh, just, you know, in case anything happens, it won't, it won't, just in case anything happens, you know, stray bullet, you know, uh, failed uprising, that kind of thing, right, thank you. you know, just standard stuff, just standard stuff. Hey, Justin, so you're yeah. signing up a couple of travelers. Hey, well done. Yeah. 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 Thank well you. Well done. You. Communist uh, uprising. Yeah. 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 We got another order for more uh, recruits. So, uh, yeah, I've just been, uh, sending nice. them down there. Nice. I booked a couple earlier today on fascist uprising and then another one on just a straight up invasion. Oh, oh. oh well, good. Good. How many good trips you know, it's out really, there? it's really smart of, uh, of, uh, local small artisanal armies to be going the travel route, travel, uh, industry route instead of, you know, trying to recruit people from their own country. Yeah. Yeah. Business is booming. Anyway, have a good trip folks. Didn't want to, didn't want to. you. Uh, that was just a uh, travel agent talk. Just, uh, just ignore that. It's all technical. You. I didn't understand the word of it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, how many children do you have, uh, incidentally? None we like. They're all away at fat camp. So you oh, know. oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, it'll just be the two of you then going, because uh, yeah. I can, uh, I can Kinda. maybe even knock a few off if we get a couple kids going with you. Doesn't have to be yours as long as they're you know over the age of twelve and can hold a, a, a object roughly the size of a rifle. Now, now, a communist, now an overthrow of the government—that's kind of like a fat camp, right? Like, yeah, oh, know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They'll—they won't have time to eat. They'll be marching and drilling and uh, all sorts of stuff. That's a lot of what they do at fat yeah. camp already. We cut to the fat camp board of directors. Okay, guys, uh, we got to talk about the incident at Lake Hazard. Okay, all of those kids jumped into the water at the exact same time and killed a village of people with the ensuing wave. And we are responsible. What a cool name, huh? The incident at Lake Hazard. That is a cool name, right? <laughs> okay, okay, uh, calm down, calm down, everyone. Focus, focus. Sorry, here, focus. sorry, sorry, sorry. We're going to have to find a positive way to spin this. I mean, people aren't going to want to send their fat kids to a camp that, that caused a tsunami and, and killed a village full of people. Well, hold on. If we can replicate this at the end of the summer and it only causes like a small ripple in, in Lake Hazard... And maybe we can turn this around. It can kind of be a before and after. So the before they cause a tsunami and now they're thinner, they only cause a small ripple? Right, exactly. The... Yes, exactly. Forget all about the tsunami after that. They'd be like, wow, look at that. I suppose we could get our marketing people on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when these things happen and we have to come up with a solution and so oh. many people were crushed by that wall of water. Uh, the incident at Lake Hazard. Such a cool name. Very cool. Sell shirts. Suck, you 
picked up that book, The Incident, Lake Hazard. Oh, this sounds exciting. <laughs> I, I have. Murder mysteries, just some fat kids. You know, I have I have figured out why they jumped into the lake. I know there was an exhausting investigation done. A lot it of was people... exhausting. They must have interviewed me five or six times during that investigation. Like, how could you let this happen? They just kept saying over and over again. Yeah. A lot of people thought they just did it for fun, but no. They jumped out of fear. Somebody was walking by with a cauliflower in their pocket. Oh, no. Like, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Uh, that burned-up child molester who everyone was thought was dead, who was uh, killed with cauliflower and seeks revenge on children with cauliflower. It wasn't. Uh, no. It was. Why would you jump to oh, that? Con- why would you jump to that conclusion that it's the cauliflower <laughs> guy just because it was a cauliflower that menaced kids into killing themselves? And we have this ghost that's. I mean, you know. I mean, I'm like, we cut to a. Uh, we cut to a Hollywood uh, Hollywood production office. Okay, Miss uh, Miss Stewart, uh, I have your uh, I have your script here. Um, the incident at Lake Hazard. First of all, wonderful title. Thanks. Now uh, I notice here you have a, uh, a a disfigured, crazy character who lives in the woods. A uh, former child molester who lives by the summer camp. As you uh, do. I mean, great. I mean, great character. Great premise. Great. You know, like I was, I was page turning. Like, oh, what's this psycho going to do? How are these kids going to escape? But then uh, that character uh, just doesn't really appear again, and you spend the entire rest of the film uh, describing an incident with some fat kids jumping into the water and just kind of splashing around. Um, I'm just, I'm, so I guess I'm just confused. I mean, you you clearly had a holly, you know, a, a horror movie angle there. He just kind of abandoned uh, it midway and, and went with the, the fat kid angle. I'm just horror movies are out. Horror movies and the uh, virgins at the lake is out. Uh, touching coming of age stories with uh, fat kids finding friendships. That's the A twenty four movie I want to see. Okay, I mean I see that. I see that, and I, I got that. Uh, it's just that you called it the incident at Lake Hazard. Yeah, uh, and then you you spend a lot of time on this character at the very beginning. Like you 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 really make it seem like he's going to be doing something. Oh, uh, I just it's, I mean, guess it's just the left turn that I'm questioning. I mean, it seems like you had one movie and then just put another movie at the end of it. That I guess I guess why not make it a touching coming of age story from the beginning of the movie and then drop the clearly killer character. Riddle me this. Did you did people question Tarantino when he made From Dusk Till Dawn when he said heist movie, heist movie, heist movie, vampire movie? Uh, um I guess, no, I, 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 I guess not, but I mean that took a turn from a heist movie to a vampire movie. I mean this is going from a horror movie setup to a, a touching coming of age story. Um I, I just think it's a little more drastic of a of a switch. The audiences today, the audiences today are bored. Everything's a reboot. Oh, Freddy. Oh, Jason. Okay. You've got to make something new and fresh. People today want something about body acceptance. You know, you can't just have like a child molester who touches fat kids. You've got to touch the fat kids' hearts. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that a weird, a weird way to put it. But uh, uh, you know what? You've convinced me. I'm, I'm greenlighting this. Let's, uh, let's do it. Okay, start filming in a week. Congratulations, Miss Stewart. Uh, you've, you've sold a, 
You've sold a movie. Yay. Incident at Hazard Lake. <laughs> Headline. <laughs> Worst movie of all time. Audiences walk out in mon masse. Hey, Jordan. Yes? Do you remember when you just about got cauliflower ears? I do. I do. I was worried about that. I slept on a farmer's field on my side. And I let a week go by before I even thought to get tested for cauliflower ears. Oh, man, I shook with fear when I looked that up on WebMD. I bet. Yeah. Didn't you look up how you get it and find out that it's like from like getting punched in the ears and not sleeping in the farmer's field? Yeah. Yeah, after all that, I did. Oh, good. Good, okay. Yep. I've never been punched in the, the ear too many times. <laughs> couple times stings like a son of a bitch it does we cut to a uh we cut to a a, a rocky-esque boxing training session all right all right champ now i've been looking at this guy right he, he punches he punches fast he punches yeah. hard yeah. you know i want you to get in there i want you to keep low and when you see that fist coming i just want you to turn your head block it with your ear all right. What? And then wait for your opportunity and get in there. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, because your fists are going to be busy looking for an opportunity to punch. They won't be able to block anything, right? So just, I want you to keep blocking with those ears. You know, just your left and your right. Just, just block, 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 block. Just keep, keep pushing those punches away with your ears. Aren't my ears a very fragile part of my body that'll get pulverized by a punch? I, you don't know that. There's no way to prove that. The, the medical science, I think, is. Is still, uh, still, you know, uh, the case is still open on that. You know, you could be the first one to be the the most successful ear block. They, they'll just say what magic he's got with those ears of his blocking all them punches. And then, you know, failing that, failing that, if he goes in for a punch, you know, he's trying to punch you in the gut. There, I want you to jump as high as you can. You know, try to take in your short your shorts area. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an idea, but how... Qualified. He's not supposed to punch below the belt. That's what I want you to do. How will I be able to hear you tell me when to jump if he's smashing my ears into bits and pieces? You just gotta know. You gotta, you gotta feel it. You gotta feel it, you know? And if, uh, oh, and if, uh, oh, if you're starting to go down, starting to go down, you know, really try to, try to, try to land on the bench, on, on your, your stool there, right? Try to get that neck right in there, you know? Break that fall. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that move. We cut to after the fight. So, uh, yes, I have a question for the trainer of the deceased fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were, were any of those moves thought of beforehand, or did he just kind of decide to kill himself in the ring? What uh, happened there? We, we worked on a strategy. We worked on a strategy, you know. It didn't pay off this time, but we're hoping next time it'll, it'll pay off for him. You know, this time he died, you know, but his next fight, uh, his next fight might be better. Yeah, yes, yes, you, you down the yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, what exactly qualifies you to be a trainer? I looked in your uh, resume, and it seems you uh, had uh, three years as a uh, as a gum remover from the seats. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw the guy. Uh, I saw the boxer there. I thought he looked good. He threw a punch, and I said, "Hey, that's a good punch there." And he said, "Hey, yeah, thanks a lot." And you know, we we seem to have a rapport. So uh, yeah, he hired me as a trainer the next day. Can I follow up so, here. Uh, you know, I, I stand by my training methods. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Oh, in the back. Is it not true that that boxer also was killed in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that is true. That is true. I mean, well, it's a half-truth. 
He died of his injuries on his way to the hospital. So he was not killed in the ring, you know, and I stand by my record. I have, as of yet, uh, only have one fighter that has been killed in the ring. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, you in the front. Sir, is it true you were having an affair with the man's wife? Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was true. That was, uh, that was really true, you know? Uh, yeah, as soon as he went out, you know, that's why I wasn't at ringside. Because, you know, it's an opportunity. You know, he's busy. We know he's going to be busy for, you know, hopefully at least 12 rounds, three minutes a round. I mean, that's a lot uh, of time to, you know, have an affair. Have, so, yeah. He have sex with his wife in the ring. Well, well, underneath it, you know. I mean, we're not, we're not animals. Yeah, yeah, you in the back with the face. The commentators were saying that had you thrown in the towel at basically any point during the fight, his life absolutely would have been saved. Uh, it, I mean, that, I mean, again, who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, the, 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 doctors the, the doctors are ringside. The doctors are ringside. Who were saying that? Just, just punching and punching there, but uh, you know, I, I mean, I we were using the towel. It was under the under the ring with me and his wife. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, I want to clean up afterwards. I don't want to leave it a mess down there. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, not an animal. Anyway, we, we predict his next fight is going to go a lot better. We cut to after his next fight. Uh, so, like, just a quick question for the trainer again. Um, yeah, 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 go ahead. In what can only be described as a first in boxing, <laughs> a corpse was basically just pummeled what could be described as to death again in the ring. Do you have any comment on how you trained will, for this fight? I want to state for the record that this time he did not die in that ring. All right? He went in there. We had a plan of attack, which was, you know, take a bunch of punches, wait for an opportunity, and then uh, maybe a stiff breeze would come that would blow his arm and, uh, and then take a swing. Uh, it didn't work out this time, uh, but as soon as we attach his head <laughs> to his body... You know, we're going to try it again, you know? I, I think the kid's still got a fight in him, you know? We cut, cut forward. Fight three. <laughs> you have to see what's wrong at this point. You have to. There's no, Even the most optimistic person couldn't be. Look, 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 look. I promised I would take this kid to the top. He's had three fights. One has led to a death. One's led to a decapitation. I, they, they, I mean, I, I, I promised this kid, as long as there was something left in him, I would be his trainer, and I would take him right to the top. I don't and think there I, is anything I, left I, in him. I think all no, of the they, fluid I mean, has leaked they out. Spleen, Every there's some bit. organs in there, you know? Now that he doesn't have a head, what are they going to hit, right? You know, I think he's got an advantage. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, this kid's still got something special in him. We cut you know? forward five years, yeah. and... He's, let's just cut to the chase. I don't see how he can possibly defend the world heavyweight title, okay? The champion passed out, fell to the ground, and this corpse is now the champ. It's not even a corpse, it's just bones, for God's sake. There's still a bit of skin on there, you know? And, uh, you know, he won that fight fair and square, you know? I mean, it, it, you know, some might say it was a fluke in nature that the champ just happened to have a heart attack, but I say it was the skill. The skill of my boxer. He knew when to strike. He knew when to take that opportunity. He saw a heart attack coming. He recognized that. And then he, he, he acted on that. 
And that is, I think, why he won the fight. And I will stand by that. Oh, and on, uh, I would also on. like to announce uh, the retirement of my... Uh, my, my hold my, on uh, here, Justin. Hold here. on, Justin. Hold on here. I'm getting some information from the uh, Drug Testing Administration that they do for all oh. new world champions. And the, the, your boxer has, in fact, tested positive for uh, human growth hormone and testosterone. Oh. So Damn it, I told him to lay off of that stuff. Okay. Let's have that scene there. Funny because he died. Hey, Mora. Mm. You remember when Fight Club was really popular and then 10 years later, Plight Club was really popular? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first, for years, Fight Club was popular and everybody had the Edward Norton bruised poster and the, the sweaty... But then... Then the next big thing was Plight Club, and uh, it was also uh, it was also a movie where with Edward Norton. But his plight was that uh, his memory worked backwards, uh, so he couldn't remember his name, and he had to keep um, he had to keep uh, asking people his name. Uh, and the first rule of Plight Club was, "Who the hell am I?" And the first, the second <laughs> rule of Plight Club was. Can you tell me how to get home? It was a very sad movie. We cut to a Hollywood production office. Okay, uh, Miss Stewart. Um, again, I was really enjoying the first half of your script. Uh, it was this touching story about a man who has a condition, memory loss. Uh, I mean, I was, I was hooked at the character. I, I'm picturing Edward Norton as the lead. I mean, the poor guy, like, he, he couldn't remember anything. He, you know, he's trying to find his family, but he can't remember where they are. Uh, and then, um, then I get to the halfway point, and uh, the rest of the movie is, is just that character beating the crap out of another character. I, the last half of the movie is a fight. Uh, there's no explanation as to how it started. I, I just, you know, exterior alley night. Edward Norton's character throws a punch, and then the rest of the film is the fight that goes through the alley into the Chinese restaurant beside it. I, 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 First of all, if you couldn't remember who you were, wouldn't you get angry? I, I, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose I would, yeah. You'd be angry. You'd be like, what's going on? Who am I? Every day, it's like... It, you know, movies forget about that. Memento didn't address it. Fifty-first no. didn't address it. If True. you can't remember things, you're gonna be angry. You're gonna be mad at the world. You're just gonna want to punch. I now, suppose so. Yeah. Now I modeled this after one of the greatest comedic minds of our generation, Seth MacFarlane. Comedic, okay. Yeah the the Family Guy guy, the the guy who made the Family Guy. He, yeah. He's brilliant. He and he and. He spends half of his move, half of his uh, things, just punching chickens. So I said, you know what, you know what, if if Seth MacFarlane can make a whole episode of just okay. a guy punching a chicken, okay. clearly I can make a movie about a guy punching Edward Norton. If that okay. guy is Edward Norton, but but that that that's uh, you know a bit that goes on for like maybe five minutes at an episode. This is this is a whole uh, almost forty five minutes. We're gonna go, we go big or go home. People be like, is this the movie? And we go, yes, it's the movie. And people go, is this still the movie? And we go, yeah, damn it, this is okay. still the movie. 
I mean, that's what, uh, to be honest, I mean, that's what I thought when I was reading it. So I, I, you, you've accomplished that. I, I just, you don't even name the person. It's just Edward Norton's character just punches a person that we've never seen, that we don't know, that we've not been introduced to, and then fights him for the last 45 minutes. Look, and then just credits. Look, not everybody's going to get it, but like the, bro- the, the smart ones will. Maybe you'll have to watch it two or three or four times. You'll right. have to keep coming back to get it. It's, uh, ooh, Christopher Nolan. He makes movies that just don't make sense. Just like, oh, I'm a guy and I'm shooting bullets backwards. That's true. I mean, that's true. That is true. Some of his movies really, if you think about it, don't make a lot of sense. And I, I like, you know, the coming back to it, repeat viewing. I mean, that might up the box office. You know what? Okay, your last movie was a complete and total disaster, but you know, I you convinced me. I have faith in this one. I'm 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 getting my stamp and I'm green lighting it. That, that it's it's a go. We start filming in a week. Okay, we cut to production. We cut to production of the movie. Uh, yeah. Sorry, can I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to mess up another take here. Can we just cut for a second? I just, uh, director, I'm, I'm having some trouble here understanding my motivation here at this point. Okay, so. I'm Edward Norton, just so, so we're clear on that. I like to say that before every conversation so everybody knows. Um, so I'm punching this guy, and I get the first, really? like, the first 20 minutes. Totally understand. Makes perfect sense. I'm punching the guy. Blah, 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 it's all happening. And then here at, like, minute 21. So I just kind of... I'm not understanding anymore why I'm doing this. Edward Norton, I ask you this. Do you understand that everything Edward Norton does? I I think I understand that. (laughs) Not understanding why you're punching is a metaphor for the human condition. You're just punching and punching, and the audience, it's a metaphor for being in for the human condition. Why am I watching this movie? Why am I in this movie theater? I paid for this ticket. Can I get my money back? The, the object is to make the audience question the entire experience. I see. It's like when I was making Hulk. Exactly. Exactly. Why did you make it? Why didn't? Why couldn't I get my money back? Why? Why? Uh, was I even you know in what it? I ask sometimes. And I was. I was in it. Did you get your money back? No. I had to exactly. pay for a ticket like everyone else. And I would have walked out, but I'd already invested all that money in the ticket. And you did, pu- and you did all that punching, and for what? No reason at all. Exactly. Okay, Edward- I see. You're a brilliant director. Thank you. No one's ever been able to break it down like this for me before in terms I can understand. Everybody's always talking about these high art and all this stuff. Like, no, you break it down to Edward Norton, and that I can understand. Thank you. And Edward Norton makes these movies for a decade. He makes six of them. And then he's in a room with his agent one day. Edward. Yes. Now you've been I making. I prefer you say Edward Norton. I prefer the full name. Edward used. Norton. Thank you. Have you ever considered making a movie where instead of punching, kick? No. No. Why would I kick? Why no have you always kicked? All. Exactly. No at all. Okay. Wow. This could be like one of those career revivals for me. Really, with, with really? Travolta there when he did Pulp Fiction. Yeah, really changed things up. Should be my Pulp Fiction. Keep them guessing. They're thinking you're going to punch. Punch, of course, because that's what I do. Yet, kicking. 
You have a script lined up, or are you just kind of just pie in the sky? Just fantasy, pie in the sky. Just what if? Ah, you son of a bitch! You always do this. I wish we had a writer <laughs> that could conjure that. You know. Uh. We cut to we cut to the production office again. Okay, uh, Miss Stewart, uh, we've had a request. Uh, um, your last uh, six Edward Norton movies uh, have been great. You know, half a movie about somebody uh, suffering with the human condition. Then the rest of the half about him punching people, uh, you know. Uh, and then your production of Little Women, Academy Award winner, half of the movie a faithful adaptation of the, the classic Little Women. Then Joe just punches someone for the rest of the movie. I mean, these are all great. We have a request from the studio. We have a request from Edward Norton himself. He wants to try. He wants to try kicking. Are you able to write? A, a story where half of it is just a real story, and then he just kicks someone for the other half of the movie. Is Edward Norton ready to kick? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what's going on. I'm going to confess to you right now. For the last five years, I have had no idea what has been happening. These movies have been greenlit. They're a success. Ready to kick. I don't think Stanley Tucci's ready to kick. You have to be okay. ready. Okay. Nicholas Cage, maybe, maybe on a good day, but okay. So, so do you want me to, to, to phone him and say you will we'll do it? But Nicholas Cage has to be in it. I mean, I at this point, I really don't know. I don't understand how to do my job anymore. These these movies make no sense to me. I'm just green lighting things. Please tell me what to do, Mrs. Stewart. King Nicholas Cage. Hmm. What if? What if? The kicking was inside him the whole time. <laughs> that makes no sense <laughs> to me whatsoever. We cut to okay. four realtors, and they're all we're all having a big laugh. Ha ha ha! Oh, that what a day! That uh, Nicholas Cage there—he just bought a house made entirely of cauliflower. What a fool! I'm gonna fire up a cigar. That's absurd. <laughs> He's got so much money going around. What's next? The a shack in Maui made of broccoli? This guy. This Nicholas Cage. You know, it's that kicking movie he made. That's what made him all that money. You know, I'd be buying cauliflower houses too if I if I was pulling in the cash from that kicking franchise. He's making two more. Did you hear that? Two more kicking movies with Nicholas Cage. Yep. Kicking with yeah. Cage. Kicking with Cage. You know? Oh, he's yeah, that's he's getting a reality TV show too. Kicking oh. with Cage. Oh. He'll have the money to afford a private jet made out of carrot. Soon will we if we keep selling these houses, right? That's right. <laughs> a golden oh. age, my friends. A golden, golden age, age which will never end. And let's end the scene right there. <laughs> Headline, um, bottom drops out of vegetable real estate market. Hey, Justin. Oh. Do you yeah? remember when you came to Plight Club with a really underwhelming plight? <laughs> I Okay, first of all, I still, to this day, hold that my plight was perfectly whelming. I okay? don't know. I don't know. The rest of us I, here at know, Plight I, Club disagree. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to, uh, you know, losing a library book. I, it, it happens. It happens to us all. I, yeah. I, you know, I thought I returned it. They claim I didn't. They don't even charge you for the, that anymore. They just let it slide. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't care if they let it slide. The fact that they still think I did not return it and are sullying my good name, I think, is a perfectly good plight. Justin. And that's why I took it all the way to the mayor's office. Justin, 
my wife left me for my twin brother. And my twin brother assumed my identity, so my wife didn't have to get a divorce and complicate things for her. And I had to become okay. my brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A That's decent the play I face a, on a day-to-day -day basis. Place, a decent play. Oh, decent, is it? But, but when you walk into a library, does the librarian give you the side eye when you walk in? As if you're going to steal something? Yes. Because my brother is a notorious library thief. Yeah, but this side eye is really bad, though. She's really good at it. Your plight pales in comparison to the rest of us. Okay, well, what if I get a new is. plight? What if I get a new plight? Okay, I mean, I want to be part of plight. What if I get a new plight? You don't just get okay, a plight. What are you going to do? Jump in front of a, a bus? Plight? That's not a plight. A plight happens to you. That's right. A plight happens. I will get a plight and I'll be back tomorrow, you wise asses. We cut to, uh, we cut to, uh, Oh, I don't know what kind of place would give you a plight. We cut to uh, uh, a, a, a job agency. Okay, so um, you see, uh, I think maybe a good plight would be like a workplace injury. So maybe if you could place me on a, a dangerous workplace, like a construction site with lots of spinning blades and stuff. Uh, I just need a good plight. I got to impress these guys at this plight club. So any 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 anywhere you could you could place me. I guess any anyone who wants to answer. I'm not, it's hard for me to look at people. It's a screen. I can, I got a job for you as a lifeguard. A life a lifeguard a lifeguard. I mean, well, shark attacks. Uh, 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 oh, per, the first person you try to save drowning. It's a it's Especially a life. Especially if it's like a lifeguard position at the Olympics. Well, all those people know how to swim, pretty yeah, good. Really I mean, good. I, I see a lot of tragedy there um you know I'll, I'll take it i'll take it i'll make something work i'll make something work okay uh, I'll, I'll figure it out i'll figure it out uh, when i'm there okay we cut to the uh we cut to the olympics boom, boom, boom. Oh, hey yeah sorry sorry to bother you sorry to bother you. Uh, i know you're just gonna go into the swimming match here uh you know you're the favorite to win how you feeling you feeling okay uh, any crampingness any you know Anything that might require lifeguard assistance at all? Well, uh, I just had uh, seven hamburgers, uh, but they were vegan hamburgers. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that might do it. That might do it. Okay. Um, Made okay. Of They've got the, the, the new cauliflower buns. Oh, I've heard those are good. A lifeguard, yeah. lifeguard, come quick. Lifeguard, quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what can I do? What's going on? I, Who's dying? I, you know, union rules. It's time to take your break. We got to substitute you out for another lifeguard. Union rules. Oh. So uh, you got to take 15 here. All, all, all right. All right. We cut to the plight club. And so, just when I was about to have my big break at the Olympics, they subbed me out for a break. I didn't even get the lifeguard at the Olympics. How's that for a plight, huh? Yeah, that's, read them and weep, plight. That's not plight a plight guys. at all. My family not were trapped nice. inside of a tunnel when a truckload of chickens crashed, and chickens flooded the tunnel and they suffocated to death under chickens. Unbelievable thing that happened. Whilst I was trying to get to them, trying to box my way through chicken to reach my family who died. That's a plight. Okay, okay. But, but, did you have that awkward moment where you told people you are going to lifeguard the Olympics, and then they turned on the TV, and you weren't on the TV, and then you had to explain to them that you were subbed out last minute, and then they accused you of lying? Quite the plight, huh? 
This is really kind of a more of like an awkward situation of your own creation right, okay. than a plight, right. I would say. All right, I'll, I'll get a new one. I'll get a new one, all right? I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back with a plight that's way better than any plights that you guys have ever had. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. You'll, you, I'll, I'll show you. We get we, we to, uh... to the next plight club meeting. Okay, there you go. Yes, as you might notice, I'm now in a wheelchair. My legs were both run over when I... When I uh, attempted to save a child from the middle of the road, and I did save him, but my legs were the price that I paid. That is my plight, as well as the whole identity thing from before. So I got two plights now, Justin. I got my teeth knocked out by uh, when uh, I was trying to save this old lady, and she punched me. So unbelievable. Yeah, no teeth. I uh. I, I, I cut myself trying to open a can of tab. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, man. Fuck Get the you. hell out of here. Ten out. Well, screw this. You know what? I'm going to go pursue my other love. Boxing. I got a new trainer. It's going to be great. You'll see. God. I hope that guy never gets hit by a bus. <laughs> such a poser. And see, Let's end it right there. Well, that was a very fun episode. I think everybody got a good laugh or two in there. I know I did. Yeah, it's a good bit of fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was fun. Thank yeah, you, Laura. That was very cool having you on the show. We really appreciate you being here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have anything you want to give a shout out to, or we can link to in the description so you can get some, some sure. tips? Yeah, my uh, my sketch comedy group is uh, Easy Tiger. So I'll uh, uh, yeah, uh, Easy Tiger Sketch. Uh, we're part of uh, a, a sketch collective in New York. So I'll I'll put that link. You don't have to remember things. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Bye.